presented by Facebook. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Rogan Winovolin. It's Friday. I don't want to jinx it, but today might just be the day that the BBB gets passed. This is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. If a New York minute is a few passing seconds, then the opposite is a McCarthy minute, something that drags on and on for hours. On Thursday night at 8.38 p.m. Eastern, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy took to the House floor with a speech designed to delay the Democrats' passage of the Build Back Better package. This morning at 5.10, some 8 and 32 minutes later, he finally stopped talking. It was a de facto filibuster made possible by the magic minute rule in the House, which gives the body's top leaders unlimited amounts of time to speak. In 2018, then-Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi used that privilege during debate on the Affordable Care Act to deliver the longest speech in House history, eight hours and seven minutes. But now, McCarthy broke Pelosi's record. But then again, after months of wrangling, what's another few hours? The House will resume its normal functions at 8 a.m. this morning and vote on the BBB shortly after. New White House Bureau Chief Jonathan Lemire makes his debut in Politico today with a piece about Joe Biden's long delay in choosing a Fed chair. Quote, President Joe Biden has been wrestling for weeks with whether to reappoint the current chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, or replace him with Lael Brainerd, a Democrat and economist who served on the Fed board since 2014. The decision would be soon. Then it was imminent. At one point, it was slated to come in four days. Now, it'll be by Thanksgiving. Maybe. The process has resembled a tortured morass of indecision. The deliberativeness around naming the next Fed chair has been a feature, not a bug, of Biden's presidency. Check that story out in today's playbook. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi has hinted strongly that this will be her last term in the House. Back in her district, Buzz is building about who might replace her, and especially the possibility of her daughter Christine Pelosi making a play for the seat. San Francisco insiders say there's no doubt that Christine wants it if her mother retires. But the competition will be fierce for a seat that hasn't truly been up for competition since 1987. One potential candidate, State Senator Scott Weiner, has strong LGBTQ backing and has been laying the groundwork at the grassroots and local levels. Christine, who heads the California Democratic Women's Caucus and is a DNC executive committee woman, would start with enormous advantages, like universal name ID and access to her mother's fundraising list. But according to people close to Christine, there are concerns about the perception of nepotism if and when her mother endorses her. It's also unclear how San Francisco, with its hyper-engaged electorate, would react to the prospect of a dynasty house seat. We're told that Christine is making sure to avoid looking like she's overtly jockeying for the seat, which wouldn't serve her or her mother well. Democrats are relying on Nancy Pelosi to raise gobs of cash for the midterms. Lame duck status would hurt that cause. As for the Speaker's office, Pelosi's spokesman gave us the same line he's offered others who ask. Quote, the Speaker's not on a shift. The Speaker is on a mission. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 3.15 p.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will pardon the national Thanksgiving turkey in the Rose Garden. At 6.20, Biden will depart the White House en route to Wilmington, Delaware, where he's scheduled to arrive at 7.15. Here's what's on the vice president's calendar. At 12.50 p.m. Eastern, Vice President Kamala Harris will depart D.C. to head to Columbus, Ohio. There, she'll tour plumbers and pipefitters Local 189 and meet apprentices with Labor Secretary Marty Walsh. At 3.20, Harrison Walsh will deliver remarks on the administration's agenda. And at 5.30, the Vice President will depart Ohio to head back to D.C. 
Press Secretary Chinsaki will brief at 1 p.m. The Senate is in today. The House was supposed to be out. Looks like we'll get that Build Back Better vote today. Maybe. Hopefully. We'll see. All right, one last thing before we get out of here. This week's episode of Playbook Deep Dive dives into the fight over gerrymandering from the outside looking in and from the inside looking out. Playbook's Ryan Lizza dives into the subject with Politico's Ali Mutnick. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or catch a link in the show notes of today's episode. All right. Playbook's editor is Mike Zappler. Jenny Ament is Politico's senior producer of audio. The executive producer and head of audio is Irene Noguchi. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogan and Have a great weekend. We'll see you first thing Monday morning. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com slash safety.